Welcome to the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast. I'm Alexandra Pecci, Revenue Cycle Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Chris Johnson, Vice President of Revenue Cycle Management for Atrium Health in North Carolina. Chris, thanks for being here. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today about how Atrium Health continues to try and simplify the patient financial experience. Thank you. As we all know, COVID-19 has interrupted the way health systems and their revenue cycles have been operating over the past few months. But that means best practices like effective patient communications and price transparency are more important than ever as systems start to re-engage or reopen. So Chris, thanks for sharing Atrium's work in this area. Let's hear first about Atrium's work with patient communications. Can you please tell us some of the steps that Atrium has taken to improve revenue cycle communications? Sure. Uh, one of the most important improvements we've made in this area is moving to a combined patient statement for both hospital and professional services. This model allows the patient to receive one statement for all services they receive at Atrium Health facilities and practices. It also provides a single number for them to call if they have questions about either their hospital account or their professional services account. Our customer service team is now able to discuss the total amount owed by a patient and work with the patient to establish the most convenient method of payment. We've received a significant amount of positive feedback on the new patient statement, and we continue to refine it based on feedback from our patient focus group. Another area we place a lot of focus on is working with patients that have a large out-of-pocket expense, which primarily result from the move to high deductible health plans. We often find patients with these plans are unprepared for the amount they're required to pay out of pocket based on their health plan benefits. Generally, these patients will require some type of extended payment plan. At Atrium Health, we partnered with an external vendor to administer these payment plans. However, we work closely with them on the design of the program. Patients are offered an interest-free plan and the repayment timeline increases as the outstanding balance increases. There's no credit check or credit requirement for this plan, and these accounts are not reported to any credit bureau. The fact that a patient has a balance with Atrium Health makes them eligible for the program. For patients that may need a longer repayment period, we also offer a lower payment option that does incur interest, but at a much lower rate than other conventional credit options. Additionally, we realize there are many patients who come to us for care that are simply not able to pay for the services they receive. Atrium Health has a very, very generous financial assistance policy for uninsured patients, which can cover all or some portion of their hospital and professional balances based on income guidelines. You're probably familiar with our mission statement to improve health, elevate hope, and advance healing for all. Likewise, we work hard to ensure we have a financial option for any patient that comes to us for care. Information about all of these options is available in our pre-service area, registration points, and is communicated on all of our patient billing statements. That's great. How have you worked to improve patient self-service throughout their financial experience? And that includes before they receive their service, when they arrive, and afterwards when it comes to billing and collections. So currently through our patient portal, uh, patients have the ability to make payments on their accounts. Uh, they can establish a payment plan if one is needed, um, request copies of their itemized charges, opt in to receive electronic statements, 
They can also submit questions to our correspondence team via email from wherever the patient may, may be located. So we've made an attempt to put um, as much of the service at the patient's fingertip um, as possible. For patients receiving scheduled services, our pre-service team will pre-register the patient, verify insurance coverage, uh, prepare an estimate of the amount the patient can expect to owe out of pocket, and request payment at that time. If the patient prefers to pay when they arrive at the service location, the account is notated and the request for payment will be made when the person arrives for service. Our goal, however, is to have a resolution for the patient's out-of-pocket expense before they arrive if at all possible. Again, if a patient is unable to pay prior to or even at the time of service, they are provided information about our financial assistance options and our long-term payment arrangement options. At Atrium Health, um, in our model, we do not send statements to our patients until all insurance payments have been received. When we begin billing the patient for their balance, we want our statements to be very clear with our messaging that this is in fact the amount that is owed by the patient and that all insurance coverage has been resolved. Let's talk next about price transparency. How have you improved it? What do you still think you need to do to get better? So price transparency is an interesting concept um, because the term can mean different things to different individuals. At Atrium Health, like most other providers, um, we do have our charge master or our list price for all services posted on our website. The reality is, um, I think it remains to be seen how much value that actually adds to our patients. And, and, and let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Um, again, we, like all providers, are required to list or put our charge master out on our website available uh, to the public. Um, when a patient, however, is trying to determine what a service, for instance, a surgery, um, is going to cost them, and in fact, what they may owe out of pocket, uh, a, a general listing of services or individual items from the provider um, is not gonna answer that question for them. Uh, additionally, charge masters, by their very nature and what they've been used for historically, um, are not generally written in layman's layman's terms. So it can be difficult for a patient um, or a non-revenue um, cycle person to really understand that full concept. So while they're there, um, generally they're going to give you a price for every item, but you're not going to find a price for uh, a hernia repair or a knee replacement or a hip replacement um, because all of the charges listed in the charge master roll into that overall cost. We really believe what patients are looking for and what will provide the most value to them uh, is understanding what ultimately a service is going to cost them based on where they have the service um, and what their insurance coverage is. So our focus in the area of price transparency has really been to work with patients to understand what they will actually owe for the services they receive and to ensure that they're not surprised when they receive their first statement. We do, in addition, uh, currently have a Priceline option that patients can call to receive an estimate of the services they're planning to receive. Uh, so if you do want to know, um, if I come to Atrium Health, what will the, uh, the hernia repair, what will the knee replacement um, or light service cost me based on my plan, uh, my doctor and my location, we can provide that information to the patients. Today, 
we do not have a self-service option for this function, uh, but that is something we are absolutely planning to provide through our website, uh, actually by the end of this current year. So today we can work with the patient based on their calls to help them uh, arrive at that number. Um, in the future, our patients will actually be able to include that in the things that they are able to self-service on. Wow. And are you still going to be hitting that goal in light of COVID? Yes, we actually are on track to uh, still meet that goal. So even though COVID clearly has impacted us uh, like every other uh, entity in the world, um, our work on, um, on that project has not stalled. Um, and to be, again, transparent with you partially, um, that can't stall because we have to meet a regulatory requirement by January 1, 2021 uh, uh -huh. for that information to be available. So we will meet that deadline. Excellent. How have you had to train staff in all of those disparate areas of patient communication? So that, you know, that's another interesting area uh, for us. I will share uh, with you that training for all of our revenue cycle teammates has become a critical part of, of our overall success. You, I'm sure, aware of this, but the general public uh, I really does not have an understanding of how complex billing for healthcare services can be, nor am I implying that they should. Um, and so we um, often get involved with conversations with uh, our patients that are calling in about their coverage, the type of coverage that they have, um, why they have this particular nuance in their, um, in their plan. Uh, I will tell you, it can often be a very difficult process to uh, explain to patients because of all the nuances uh, to different plans and, quite frankly, because there are multiple parties involved in this process as we go through, uh, it's generally not a direct conversation between the provider and the patient. Um, in most cases, we've got some other entity, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, or some type of managed care commercial insurance plan that's also um, in this equation. So to address this, to your question on training, to address those issues, um, we've developed a core set of classes that we require all of our revenue cycle teammates to attend, and not only attend, but to actually prove proficiency in the topic uh, through assessments that we do. We've done this to make sure our teammates have a broad understanding of the revenue cycle. So regardless if they're in insurance billing or if they're in follow-up or if they're in cash posting or if they're the customer service representative, they have an understanding of how the overall process works and specifically for our customer service team that they're prepared to answer questions that will be presented by our patients um, on the multiple different plans and um, the multiple options that they can have that impact the overall cost of their care. Wow. When we move, when we move to a combined statement for our hospital professional charges, I, I will share with you, we invested a significant amount of time in training our teammates to answer questions for both types of accounts. Prior to this model, uh, we had a hospital customer service department and we had a uh, professional customer service department. So literally, you had a hospital bill, you called one number, talked to one group of people, you had a professional bill, uh, you called a different number, talked to uh, a, a different group of people. In the model we run today, those two functions um, are, are combined, and that's been a great outcome uh, for our patients. I will share uh, that you know, many people probably assume there's 
not much difference in billing for the two types of medical services, but the reality is the nuances in hospital billing versus professional billing um, are in fact numerous. So the customer service position at Atrium Health today is a much more complex and challenging role than it was you know, four to five years ago. Having said that, um, the payoff for us has been great. Um, our teammates share that they feel more connected to the overall process now. Um, they ha don't have a sense of working in silos. Um, we've moved away from, okay, I understand my little piece here, but I have no clue what the rest of the department is doing. Um, so we, we've seen significant improvement um, in the overall understanding of our entire uh, billing process. I can also share with you um, on the customer service side, every metric that we track, um, from the average time it takes to answer the phone, the average time that it takes to complete a call, um, our average abandonment rate, every single one of those metrics and more um, have improved in this, in this new model. So we believe that our patients are clearly uh, benefiting because they're receiving more timely service um, and they're, in, they're, they're having the improved experience of speaking with a more knowledgeable representative. Uh -huh. Finally, how have all these best practices helped Atrium's revenue cycle as it re-engages with patients? So Alex, of all the things we've talked about today, um, these items were our priority and our focus before COVID-19 turned the world upside down. The good news for us is that because of the significant amount of work we had done in these areas, we were able to move quickly to a remote workforce. In a matter of one week, we deployed the entire team to a remote work option. If we had not built the solid foundation that I shared with you today, this would not have been possible. We continue to measure our performance metrics on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. We moved to a remote work model in mid-March, and we are still in that model today. During this time, our metrics have remained constant, or in a number of cases, they have actually improved. In other words, we have maintained or improved the level of service we provide to our patients, even in the midst of this pandemic. As we begin to return to normal operations, whatever that may look like, we will continue to provide this outstanding level of service. My team has been phenomenal, and it is my privilege to be able to lead them. Chris, it's been so wonderful talking with you. Thank you for being here and sharing your expertise with us. You're more than welcome, and um, I'm, I'm always willing to talk about the great things going on at Atrium Health. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of patients and each other.